five, four, three, two, one. All right, everybody. Hello and welcome once again to America.com. My name is Rich Doc Hayden and I am with Harpo. And here we are. It is the first day of June. Harpo and I were just talking. Uh, he was running a little bit, a little bit late behind because he was giving his kids a bath and I was I was saying how um, it's my job in my house to uh, give my daughter a bath, and we were talking about all the kids and all the, uh, you know, raising kids and stuff. So, and Harp, how are your kids doing? They're doing good. They're all out of school. Nice. They're out for the summer. Mm-hmm. Enjoying staying up a little bit later. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed as soon as days started to get longer, she started just naturally staying up later and... I normally back in the winter we were getting her bed between seven seven thirty ish, and now at least eight o'clock. At least eight o'clock. She don't want to go to bed any earlier than that. You know. You mind her about nine o'clock during the school year. I'll let them stay up till ten ten thirty when it ain't. Nice. Yeah. When when I was in elementary school, my bedtime was nine o'clock, and it's funny because to this day. I cannot go to sleep before nine o'clock. Like if I'm even if I'm completely and totally wiped out, nine o'clock is the earliest I can go to sleep, or else I feel really weird. I wake up at three in the morning. I can't do it. So, all right. Well, so last week we talked about abortion, and this week we're going to talk about something a little bit different. We're going to talk about the death penalty. Now that's kind of the opposite end of the life spectrum. And it involves ending life, and but for very different reasons, and for very different through very different means. So, so let me see. So, Harpo, where are where do you fall? Where's your opinion on the death penalty? I mean, if you're tried and convicted and sentenced to it, it's not like I mean I'm for it. I mean, if you commit that big enough a crime, yeah. I am generally against it. I, I, this is one of those ones that I do have very odd and conflicting e- emotions about, but we'll get to that in a second. But refresh my memory, is the death penalty, uh, is, is Georgia a death penalty state? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so is California. Do you know off the top of your head when the last time Georgia executed someone was? That mm, was... Maybe last year? Hmm. I don't know if anybody has been since. Well, you know what? Maybe before that year. I don't, I don't know if there's been anybody since the corona. I'm not sure for California. I, I actually, I will look that up and hopefully we'll get everybody an answer soon. So I guess, so you're, I don't want to say pro-death penalty, but you're okay with it being legal? Yes. I mean, if, if the death penalty is what fits the crime that you committed, then yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So... One of the things that I was talking about with a friend of mine earlier today, I always thought that abortion and the death penalty kind of bookended each other. And I thought that one of the things that I think is a little bit interesting about just the way that the American political parties fall is that the Catholic Church believes, as part of their doctrine, they are against abortion, they are pro-life, but they're also against the death penalty and believe that the death penalty shouldn't be legal either. And they, you know, cite a right to life and the belief that you shouldn't be, 
you know, killing God's children, which is, in my opinion, a philosophically consistent position. I kind of think that, even though I don't necessarily agree with half that equation, I found it interesting that while Republicans generally tend to be pro-life, while Democrats tend to be pro-choice, Republicans generally tend to be in favor of the death penalty, whereas Democrats tend to be against it. And I always thought that if somebody was pro-choice and against the death penalty, or vice versa, oh, in the U.S., they'll have trouble finding a political home because the uh, parties are the exact opposite in that respect. But there's there's one thing that I, I do want to get a little bit... I want to touch this a little bit from a theological perspective. I know, I know you're you're a religious guy. So the death penalty, it seems to me, and it, and I get kind of caught up with this sometimes too. But it seems to me like when you're you know officially sanctioning the end of the end of a life, what does it matter if that life is you know unborn, or if that life is even a mass murderer who's committed you know killed twenty or thirty people. Uh, because you know what that heart does that gets the death penalty. Mm-hmm. You don't know what that other heartbeat will ever do. I mean, if you kill somebody and you get caught, if you take the life of somebody against their will or anything, then you don't you don't belong here. You should get the death penalty. Now, if it's a if it's a car accident or something like that, no, that person you know, yeah, I think that rates the death penalty. But if you shoot somebody or stab somebody or torture somebody to death, yeah, you don't belong here. And yeah, I certainly agree that there are varying degrees of crime. Yeah, if you hit somebody with your car by accident and you kill them, uh, you absolutely should not be given the death penalty yeah. for that. But I guess you know one of the things that in you know in Christian doctrine, there's this idea of the soul. And the idea of redemption from sin, and one of the th- and I, I think the thinking of the Catholic Church goes something like, everybody deserves a chance to be redeemed from sin, and you never know when it's going to come. It, it could very well come the day or two after, you know, this person's executed, and assuming they did it. Assuming I'll get into innocent people being sentenced to death in a minute, but assuming they didn't. But you know, like officially sanctioning somebody kill somebody, you're essentially denying them the opportunity to come to Jesus, to be redeemed, and ultimately to come to God. And, you know, in kind of a, a weird paradoxical way, it's almost worse to do that to somebody who's guilty, because somebody who's guilty needs God. I mean, everybody, if you're, again, if you're Christian, everybody needs God's grace regardless, but somebody who's committed some egregious crimes, arguably needs it a lot more because they've fallen a lot further. So how would you respond to this idea that you're prematurely cutting somebody off from God's grace by executing them? I don't think it would be by God's grace. I mean, God gives you, you know, common sense. I mean, if he, that person killed somebody, he's causing harm to God's people. I don't think it would be God's grace to execute it. Well, that's what I'm saying. So why why would we condone that? Like, I mean, if you get the death penalty, you, you gotta, that's your sentence. I and mean, that was what the good Lord had intended for you, the way I see it. Interesting. But he might, 
But again, but like a lot of people have. I hope that person goes to to, to, to be trying to be saved. I mean, he's fixing to go meet him. Mm-hmm. He better be on his good side when he gets up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the like so because I'll give you I'll give you I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. Let's just say you got a guy who goes on a shooting rampage, goes on a mass shooting, kills 30 people, um, doesn't die at the end, gets arrested, goes to trial. Now, if he goes to trial in a, a state where there's death penalty there, that, that's a capital offense in, I'm sure, every state that has a death penalty. In states that don't have the death penalty, he would just get life without parole. So let's just say he's convicted and sentenced to die in 10 years versus the state where he, there's no death penalty, he's convicted, and he lives out the rest of his life. Uh, you know, at some point, let's say that like it's like 11 or 12 years now, uh, in the in the state that he that um, doesn't have the death penalty, 11 or 12 years later, past the date that he would have been executed in a death penalty state, all of a sudden he comes to God. Wouldn't it be the Christian thing to let him do that? If he, if he dies a natural death and he doesn't, then there's nothing anybody can do about that. But... If he's killed prematurely, then uh, aren't you denying him his grace, in a way? No, I don't, I don't think so. I'm, I'm not a super religious guy, but this is actually one of the areas where I think religion has a lot to actually show. That one, this, is, this is one of those things that religion has a lot to say and a lot of very interesting things to say. Now, I can, you know, one of the, the other less religious reasons for poison death penalty is that the, the criminal justice system is not perfect. And there are lots of innocent people on death row. I can't tell you what exact percentage of them are. Um, nobody knows. But there are a lot of innocent people on death row. And when you execute somebody, it's, it's final. And if evidence comes out later that you executed the wrong person or you found the wrong person guilty, then you can't undo that. And if they're in prison for the rest of their life, then, you know, unfortunately they spent maybe, you know, 20 or 30 years behind bars and that sucks, but, you know, you can let them go and they can still live some of their life, you know. So what would you, what would you say to that? I mean, that, that would be his life. I mean, if, he didn't, if he didn't get the death penalty, then that's, I guess that's what he has to do. But if he did do it and he just has to spend the rest of his life in jail, what kind of life is that? Well, yeah, it's, I mean, then, yeah, he's got he's to kind of rot and he has the rest of his life to think about what he did, you know? Prison, theoretically, does not, doesn't work out this way, especially in the American prison system. But, you know, prison, theoretically, should be at least somewhat about, you know, rehabilitating people. And if, if you go on a shooting spree and you kill 30 people, then... You don't deserve to, to ever be free again. I, I think that I, anything less than life without parole, um, I think, would be a travesty in that case. You know, I don't know if there's any rehabilitation for that. But at the same time, again, going back to God, you can, or, or you know, whatever other spiritual belief you have, you can make your peace with, with God, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, I, you know, because like, I guess for me, it's the, the, the death penalty is just, it's so final and there are lots of problems with it and i'm i'm i am sympathetic i mean somebody who 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 does go out and you know commit a mass shooting or commit the most you know heinous crimes they shouldn't they certainly shouldn't have a uh, uh, an easy time of it in prison they shouldn't have fucking room like at the hilton you know i know charles manson who died a couple years ago 
um, out here in California. Like he, yeah, he was denied parole a number of times. And actually, there's still two or three of the uh, Manson families. Some of their members are still still alive and still in prison. I don't think that they should ever um, be paroled. But they actually were sentenced to death, and then the Supreme Court overturned the death penalty. And everybody who was convicted of death penalty in California at that point, their sentences were commuted to life in prison. And then they, they reinstated it since then, but everybody who was in did not get their death penalty sentence um, reinstated. They just, life in prison. So, yeah, and, and I've, I've actually seen a couple of documentaries about them where they interviewed uh, Leslie Van Houten is one, Patricia Krenwinkel, I might be saying her name wrong, and Tex, I forget the other guy, Tex was his nickname, the third guy, but um, I saw a special with Patricia Krenwinkel, again, I'm sorry if I'm butchering her name, and she, you know, she she repented, she said she was sorry, and she was not proud of what she did, and, and I don't necessarily think that she should be, you know, free, but at the same time, I don't know if executing her would have necessarily done a whole lot of good so so the debate will continue the because yeah and then you know another thing that that i don't know if we're going to have a chance to go into today but um you know prison reform and how the nation like i don't which things i don't really know a whole lot about but i know a lot of the nation's prisons there's a lot of problems and a lot of stuff going on there but that's a whole that's just kind of a separate issue from even though they're related that's a separate issue from the death penalty so so oh, let me ask you this then do you think that it is appropriately used in the states like should maybe more people get it less people what do you think i mean i think the states that have it need to you know i mean the death penalty is like shouldn't can't use it against it's, it's there if you commit this crime and you get sentenced the jury of your peers will Decide if you're going to live or die. So, I mean, that's, that's your fate right there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as long as the states keep using it that way, because really, I don't think there's any way you can abuse the death penalty. I mean, then, you, then you're talking so much. Well, yeah. I don't think somebody who's sentenced to death can you know? refuse a death penalty and say, nope, I don't want it. No, I don't think that it works like that. Yeah, unfortunately not. So, like, with me, I kind of, it's one of the things that I find, um, for me, like, one of the things that ethically I haven't, I don't have a, a, a good answer for is that even though I'm not in favor of the death penalty, you know, I do, uh, I'm, I'm pretty pro-military, and I think that, you know, we need a, a strong military. And if you're going to use military force, by definition, you're going to, Almost by definition, there's some military actions where you just send out peacekeepers and so forth that you don't, but um, you're pretty much going to end up killing some people, and um, that's a little bit different than the death penalty. The death penalty is a different set of circumstances, and there are different laws around it, but I can't say that I'm a total total pacifist. You know, the, uh, I was talking to our, um, our, our chaplain while we were in, and we were talking, this is, this is kind of on a separate tangent, um, and we were talking about pacifism, and he was like, he got me. He was like, if a, you know, if a terrorist walked into here and started shooting, would you, would you shoot him back? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, technically, you're not a pacifist, but that's a different, that's a different set. And then like self defense is is something too that I think is a, a, a bit of a gray area. Like I mean, well, not gray area. I mean, if somebody, you know, let's go back to that mass shooter situation. If somebody 
you're in a public place and somebody comes in and starts shooting, you have every right to shoot them back. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's not that, but like, you know, once they've been, I think it, it changes once like that person's been arrested and they're incarcerated and they're in prison and they're not an immediate threat, then it's a little bit, it's a little bit different, but yeah, self-defense and the death penalty are, are different things, so. Well, I mean, them people stay on death row for a long time. They do. And I actually, interesting factoid, it actually costs more to execute a person than it does to keep a person, um, lock them away for life and give them life without parole because the appeals process uh, is so lengthy. Yeah, and I guess the, you know, the other thing is, you know, what do we, if you do believe in the death penalty, what do we reserve it for? And this goes back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier. Like, if it's an accident, obviously you don't, but, you know, and even, like, even if it's, you know, murder committed, like, in the, it, 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 you go and you, you rob somebody and you kill them, but you weren't intending to do that, it might not rate as a death penalty, but it's like you, yeah, intentionally go and shoot 30 people or you torture somebody, that would be the kind of thing that, if you agree with it, would qualify for the death penalty. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, yeah, well, and you got anything else about it? Oh, I looked up Georgia. Our last one was, let me see, it was uh, see, January 29th, 2020. January 20th, oh, so yeah, right before the pandemic. So, yep. Let me see. We haven't had one since the pandemic. Let me see what California. Um, so far, Brian, let's see, this one says there's been four done since Brian Kemp's been the governor. Hmm. A California death penalty. Let's see. That's right. In March of. That's right. I, I thought this was the case, but I just double checked it. Um, in March of 2019, Governor Newsom here in California put a moratorium on all executions in California. So. And, um, and I believe there's a moratorium on federal executions too. I might be mistaken about that. So yeah, so, so that's it. I don't, I think that, uh, it's, I don't really, now, as far as public policy goes, I don't really see it changing too, too much. I I think that, uh, um, states that, um, maybe there might be a couple of states in the future that, um, you know, get rid of the death penalty, but I don't see it. I think that this is one of the things that's going to stay squarely within states' rights. I know that uh, uh, the, the Constitution gives states a lot of latitude for choosing their their penalties and their criminal justice system, so I don't think that this one is going to change um, too, too much. So uh, you might see one or, yeah, one or two states making getting rid of it, but otherwise, no. So, so I guess that's a death penalty. Uh yeah, any other thoughts on it? No, that's it. All right. Well, I guess, I guess the other thing, maybe just touch upon really quick. Uh, yesterday was Memorial Day, and I know, Harp, you spent it with your, your family and you're helping your mom move, but uh, any any thoughts on Memorial Day or, or some of the guys we lost? Yeah, we miss them every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is, a, it is good that, you know, as a country we have – we do pick one day to remember all these good rights that people have paid the ultimate sacrifice for. Mm-hmm. Just got to be thankful. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I think about them every day, and kind of I'm, I'm happy there's Memorial Day. I always kind of how how can I say this? I, 
like I, all of a sudden as we get closer to Memorial Day and I see, you know, all the Marines I'm friends with on Facebook who, um, you know, post all the Memorial Day stuff and all the people. And that's fine. That's all, that's all well and good and stuff. But like, it kind of, it does stress me out just a little bit. And I kind of, uh, so I don't, I don't post anything. I, I had to work yesterday, so I wasn't really, um, I wasn't really thinking too much. I mean, I'm kind of happy I had to work because I wasn't thinking too, too much about it. You know what I mean? Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's good that they have, I actually have to, I like Veterans Day a lot better because, um, Veterans Day, Veterans Day is the happy one, you know, Memorial Day is the sad day, and I'm glad we have Memorial Day, I'm glad we, you know, give honor to everybody passing, we should, but Veterans Day is the one I always make sure to take off of work and have a good time and, and drink a couple beers and stuff, you know what I mean, so. I mean, if there's one day in America that this country can actually humble themselves, it should be Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Very true. Just put put everything aside and just be thankful. Mm-hmm. Very true, very true. I agree, I agree, and um, yeah, and I I do. I also don't like that it's gotten all commercial and stuff too, like Memorial Day sale. Like, you want to buy a barbecue? Well, we got a Memorial Day sale for you. No, no, no. You need to buy a new car. And like, that kind of drives me a little nuts. You know what I mean? Um, and and it. You know, admittedly, a lot, of people, a lot of people, you know, say Memorial Day that's the beginning of summer. That's yeah, that's for a lot of stuff. Yeah, people are starting. It's summertime. Yep. And admittedly, before I joined the 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 Navy, it was it was that way for me. I didn't I didn't think much of it. I I was just like, yeah, it's the first day of summer. Like this is great. Summertime's happening. But um, yeah, but like now it definitely has much more meaning. So, you know, well, hopefully, uh. Yep, every Memorial Day, yeah, we got people to think about. Yeah, we lost. Well, and just so people know, we you know we lost uh, thirteen Marines while we were over um, uh, in Iraq, and I have I actually have a hard time remembering names, and like um, I'm sometimes a little a little ashamed of that. But like um, you know, Romero is the first one that we lost. And I remember him, and. Um, uh, uh, Zabowski and oh my gosh, who was the other one who was killed? Yeah, we, we went to so many of those ceremonies when we were over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, well. You had, you had the big one from Fox with Staff Sergeant Clay and all Yeah, yeah. Staff Sergeant, yes, because we had we had um, three the. Thirteen Marines killed over three separate attacks, and the first attack killed one Marine, the second attack killed two, and the third attack killed ten. And the the one yeah with Fox that was a big big deal when we lost ten Marines at once. So, uh, yep, yeah, because they are they are not coming back. So, yeah. so, all right. Well, I think you got anything else this episode? No man, I'm good. Yeah, maybe we'll cut this one cut this one a little bit short so um so maybe next week we're gonna you know we had we had a couple we had a couple of um tough episodes so maybe maybe we'll we'll come back next week try to come back with something a little more positive and a little a little happier a little funner a little more fun so a little more uh upbeat. yeah a little more upbeat and we're talking about abortion or the death penalty or memorial day or or, or we'll talk about uh, uh i don't know how good joe biden's doing we could, we could. I you sent me, you sent me a. Uh, uh, did you see that? I did, I did, and I, uh, I was. It was Sunday morning, and I was, I saw it, and I was like, oh man, I can't deal with this right now. So, <laughs> all right, we can talk about, we can talk about Joe next week. So, <laughs> all right, cool. All right, but you, you got anything else? Uh, no, I'm good. 
All right. I just my last thing going out just to to to, to uh, follow up what we were saying about Memorial Day. Um, you know, it's a it's it's a very solemn holiday each year. You know, while the rest of the country is out, you know, grilling burgers and, and hot dogs, which I mean, good on them. That's cool. You know, you know, a lot of veterans are thinking about all the guys they lost, and it's not such a happy day. Um, but uh, but we got through it. We got through another one, and I'm glad that it's there. And I'm glad that people. Um, I remember it, so, all right. All right, Harp. Well, thank you so much, man. Um, have a great rest of your week. And, yep, and we will see everybody that's listening. We will see you next week.